1: Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it.
0: I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Divorced, Not Dead. And I'm with my friend, Naomi Orlando. I'm actually reading this in shock. Well, we met a uh, well, it must be a year ago, I guess.
1: <laughs> it was a year, I think, last weekend because I was in Dubai in March. Yeah. So last March.
0: So she, you reached out. And mm-hmm. we've both been on TV before. So Naomi has um, a clothing line. She was on TV. She's done loads of, loads of different things. And um, we were both fans from of each other's shows. So I'd known her from that. And her and her then-fiancé reached out and said they were in Dubai. And could we meet and have a have a drink? So we did. We went for dinner and ended up staying. It was my daughter's birthday, um, which was chaos. And I fell in love with them both. And here we are. I've been trying to get her on. And now... She has no fiance. I haven't. Well,
1: a boyfriend. We were not engaged. Oh, you were not. Liam. Sorry. No boyfriend.
0: <laughs> I haven't spoken to you about it at all. So I'm doing this live. Um, come on, Sergio, because he wants to hear this.
1: Oh my God. What? I didn't see what? Where's you in you? a mere piner. You just come sit with us. <laughs> what, what happened? happened? Well, um, okay. So when we guys saw you, we were, yeah we were on vacation. And then, so that was in March. And I think... Had we told you guys we were moving to New York yet? Did we know that? Yeah. Okay. So we were moving to New York. We moved in July. I had gone back to Charleston to get like the rest of our furniture and I was going to move it back up while he stayed up there. And I was moving the last thing that I had to move. He had like a big desktop computer. And that was the last thing to put on the truck. I was waiting on my guy friends to come help me load um, the heavy things into the truck that my friend and I were just going to drive up and yeah, I went to show somebody something on the computer. And when I opened it up, the iMessages popped up like from the previously opened conversation with his ex. So I, I saw, you know, everything that they had been talking about and it was not great. So we, we had to end things. And I mean, now in hindsight it's the best thing that could have happened to me. Cause I didn't realize, I think that I was, unhappy but i didn't know that i was unhappy if that makes sense i don't know if anybody can relate to that but now that you know it's, it's, gonna, make oh it's gonna make
0: me cry what god let me cry
1: oh don't cry <laughs> oh, I, I don't didn't... know
0: you're just so cute my friends would lo- like would die for you oh my you. god he's actually cry. crying <laughs> this is what I'm he so does crying. i'm he so does. sad to hear that Oh my God, Sergio, go away. You can't do this. He cried when I told him I wasn't wearing a princess dress. Naomi, he loves you.
1: That's, it's horrible. Like, they're so in love, you two, being around you two. And then I love seeing, it seems like Sergio has really like stepped up on the content, you know, and, like filming all the cool things that you guys do together. It's really nice to see. And it's just so refreshing. And it makes me so happy. Like I'm just so happy for you guys. Thank it's you. Awesome.
0: We have a lot of fun and I think, well, yes, Sergio has become a great cameraman now, but I think at this point, you know, it's better to get out now, but I mean, how bad was it with the ex? Like what, there was no way back from that?
1: No. I mean, I think once the trust is broken, it's broken, you know, and it, it's like, okay, yeah, I read some messages. I saw some pictures and things like that, but once the trust is broken, I don't, there were several times where I thought, okay, maybe we can make this work because I just want my old life back. You know, my reality that quote, like being unfaithful, like steals your, it's the thief of reality. And it really did steal my reality for me because everything that I thought my life was and all my, all my plans with him and stuff just sort of evaporated when I realized, okay, this is not the person that I thought this was, this person does not have the values. I thought that they had this person doesn't care about the same things. They definitely don't care about me if they're willing to, you know, essentially, I mean, they, they would talk about me in their conversations and she said, even, um, in one of their conversations, and this was kind of the nail on the coffin. It's like, cause they had dated before and she's like, you know, you really haven't changed. And as much as I wish things had worked out with us, like, I'm so glad that I'm not her, AKA the village idiot that doesn't know that she's being cheated on.
0: He was in a full relationship with her again, like a proper one, like a sexual one.
1: You mean like while he and I were together? Yeah. No, I think it was more so just talking about it and like reminiscing and sending pictures and videos of their previous relationship and maybe like romanticizing it a little bit, kind of like the grass is greener, you know? And as I was saying, like I didn't realize that I was unhappy until then I reached a point afterwards or after a lot of self-work and a lot of like, going through some shit and being sad and everything. I was like, wow, this is so much better because I was a lesser version of myself to sort of please this person and to make them comfortable and always looking over my shoulder like, okay, come on, let's go do this. Like, are you comfortable with this? How can I make you feel more comfortable doing this? Or how can I, what can I do to make you feel like more of a man, you know? And now, you know, I'm seeing somebody else who the last thing that I have to do, like, I don't have to worry about, making somebody feel like a man. I don't have to worry about somebody feeling less than or anything like that. Um, which I think is probably very similar with, with you two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't have to change anything for him, which is just so refreshing. Do you think that, I mean, when I, when I met you and I didn't know you, but I, what did come off at that dinner for me was that you were making a lot of life changes for him. You were, you were given up your, your TV, you were were moving state, you were doing everything for his career, which is what I got from it. And correct me if I'm wrong, as I said, it was one night. So that's what I picked up. So I can see that you had changed a lot of who you were to try and, you know, be perfect for him in a way.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of um, women do that without realizing because it's not something that happens overnight. It's a very gradual thing because if, if you start dating someone and they're they're like, listen, we're going to change this, this, and this, and we're going to move here and we're going to do this for me. You'd be like, Whoa, no, no way. But when it's a little by little, and then there was some guilt because, you know, I was doing well with my work and stuff and work, not working as hard or doing as much as he was. And so I felt bad that I was, you know, making money and he was working five times what I was working and, I mean, he was a resident, so it's different. You know, I think he will start making money, but at the time he wasn't. And I just thought, okay, well sure. I'll leave the show because if this is a healthy and good relationship, why would I choose a reality show over a stable relationship? You know, I would be an idiot to choose that over a long-term relationship, but that was a mistake. And by the way, you know, I had to call the show and asked them to let me back. Cause I was moving back to Charleston and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And I was just in a bad place. I was like, please guys, can I come back? Um, I messed up and they're like, all right, maybe, you know, re-intro a little, a little slowly and, and come back, which I was very thankful for. And I had a blast filming this season. And so very lucky that I got to do that. But yeah, I, I changed a lot of things for him. Your, your read is exactly right. <laughs>
0: I mean, well, that's great because at least you can um, transition back into the show. And, you know, I think whenever you leave a show, they, they don't like it when you leave. But, you know they'll let you back eventually. Um, (laughs) and, and I think, you know, everybody's made these mistakes in life and, and moved for a boy or a guy that isn't right. And it's always, it's funny when they're young, younger like that, it's kind of a, a a man thing to what, to make you change yourself for, for them to, to follow him. And actually in any relationships, it's sort of swings and roundabouts of who makes more money than the other in you know, different times. Um, We get asked about it a lot because of our age difference, you know, obviously. And I'm, you know, 20 years older than him. So if I... That's one of the things I, you know, I said to Caroline when we
1: started dating, I said, honey, I don't want you to change. I just want you to fly. And I'm going to be here supporting you because I'm, you know, I just want to build this together.
0: Yeah. And yeah, And that's exactly. what's so important, so like for us, it's like you know if somebody's up, then you know I don't know if I'm working all the time, then he'll do stuff to help me out here and do everything with me and the right the you know vice versa, and he, he comes on everything, and I couldn't be as successful as I am right now without him, so you know it is just it is what it is you're you're a team. You can't. And I, and funnily enough, I had a, an ex-husband who made, you know, a lot of money, but was still competitive with me in a way, you know, and it, instead of like, sort of lifting me up when I had my wins, he was always sort of jealous and, you know, never wanted to see my billboard or never wanted to come and sort of, you know, cheer for me where this one is, is, is cheer is standing there with champagne and flowers and cheering and like loving it. So.
1: That's something my noticed about Sergio, when we had dinner, the way that he talks about you and a lot of men, I think it sounds like your ex was like this. It's almost, I know the term toxic masculinity is thrown around and um, probably not used properly, but there's something to be said for this new generation of men that are still incredibly masculine, but also in touch with their emotions and their feminine side to where it's not a competition, you know, it's a partnership. And it's so clear that that's what you two have. And I think that's really admirable because it's hard to find, you know, a man that is comfortable enough in himself that he is willing to celebrate your wins all the time, instead of feeling like it makes him less than. Hi. Oh, Helen's here. Oh, hi, hey Helen. guys. So <laughs> sorry. I'm late. We were just talking about Caroline and Sergio and how he celebrates her wins and is not insecure at it? all about her. Like, you know, cause it's an ebb and flow in relationships and he's not insecure in the slightest. If like, she does really well with something. It doesn't mean that he's doing less, which with, our exes, I think that was a problem. So Helen actually... I can see it. I can spot it from like a mile away now, having been through it and people's relationships. But I still
2: struggle with like, when I spot them in someone else's relationships, now that we've been through it, I
1: still struggle with how to approach them about it, or if it's even my place to like approach them about it. But the extreme that Helen came from is her ex was a lawyer and hated his job. And so she hired him to work for her at her company. And then that created a problem in the dynamic because he felt so inferior that um he made her feel guilty for it.
0: So Helen, you are the CEO of a healthy balanced lifestyle company. Tell us so a little bit. You you set it up five years ago and then you also got uh, so broke up this year.
2: <laughs> yes. Right, this she was engaged. Wild.
0: <laughs> you were the <laughs> one that was engaged. Okay. So
2: you were engaged. Got, <laughs> Tell it's actually so funny. I mean, there's so much tea that can be spilled on this podcast. Um, oh, I think you should do it. I think I should do it. I think this is
1: the first place that Helen should tell the news. <laughs> I think because by the time
2: first. it airs, it, it will be safe for me to say. I was dating a narcissist and um, broke up. He cheated on me several times. I was living with Naomi when I found out, and she was my rock through it, and she was in a relationship at the time. And so broke up with my ex. I This was... In May, I still have not laid eyes on him. Wait, no, all these men live in Charleston? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> like, Sergio is not welcome here. No, no I, we're, not, would, we're not going yeah. to Charleston. No,
0: we're not, okay.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, they come, they come really solid, good guys. And then after a few years, they turn into a different person. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, broke up and I started doing like my blueprint to breakup recovery situation. I was about a month ahead of Naomi. And then, you know, she went through her breakup. And she started her blueprint to breakup recovery. But I got on Hinge probably, which is a dating app, probably three months, two or three months after my breakup. And the first like guy that I went out with on Hinge is my now boyfriend. And we've been dating for eight months. And I got off <laughs> I got off birth control like four months in because this is the first time in my life. You're not pregnant, are you? No, you know. Oh, yes. I'm 12 weeks pregnant.
0: From- <laughs> oh, my God. No with the
2: first guy you went on a
0: date with, unhinged, after.
2: <laughs> my first hinge date, he became my boyfriend. I mean, I dated around in between as well. But once we became exclusive and I like, you, you do know when you know, I guess when you find the right person. And so that's when I got off birth control. And I uh, didn't mean to. Oh, you meant to
0: time. do this.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't mean to get pregnant, but I meant to get off birth control. She didn't mean to not get pregnant. Like, yeah. There were ways to avoid the pregnancy that I feel you just didn't do that no. He's 36. So I'm like, you know. But yeah, so um, this is, is, you heard it here first, guys. Helena's so why on Helena's
0: earth would I buy your blueprint to breakups? <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> 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 like, explain to me what you girls are writing about. I'm not sure that this is, I should be promoting this.
1: I know. this is um, an exception to the rule. Okay. <laughs> not all right. It's okay. Like, I'm just
0: putting a disclaimer out there. I'm definitely not promoting going on hinge and getting pregnant within the first date <laughs> after you've been engaged. This sounds like a rebound in the worst possible way. What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: we love him. He's uh, amazing. He makes all my doctor's appointments. He like, he does everything. It's, it's the best. Or you he, could have a, a
0: secretary. <laughs>
1: Okay. Hold on. Let me just, let me just recenter this conversation yes. really quickly because we're veering off topic a little. So the whole point, and I think that this sort of plays off because you went through, you know, I think any divorce is very difficult yeah. and in the moment it's really hard. Um, I mean, when I watched Helen go through her breakup and then when I went through mine, you just go through these moments of such solitude and kind of hopelessness. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm so sad. Everything that i put in time and energy to in the last several years or however long is no longer my reality. This person is probably no longer a part of my life. Um, you question your judgment. You question everything about it. And that's why we created this sort of like resource called Blueprint to Breakup, because you actually know the person that was my guru that helped me, that developed like this whole idea in my head. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but um, you know him which is so funny. It's like such a small world. But, uh, yeah, so I, we can't put that I'm, out there
0: now. This, this show is like a whole okay. load of bombs.
1: Know. Who? Without, without a last name, but it's Benji. i like, I think I may have talked to you about him before. Yes. You talk, uh, told
0: me about it. I do. How did I know him? I, I can't don't remember. know Benji. No, you don't know. Look at, now it's, <laughs> Now we're breaking <laughs> up. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Who is Benji, honey? Who is Benji? With like the jewelry thing that you guys Yes, do. yes,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: So anyway, so Benji and I have known each other since we were 21. And so I reached out to him after my breakup and just like catch up, get drinks. I was in New York and, you know, we had sort of dated before ish, but nothing came of it. And I knew he was a safe person. I knew his family. It's like, okay, let's just, this will be a first date back into the dating scene. You know, I haven't been dating really for three and a half years. So whatever. So we go to this music festival and I'm thinking, you know, we're going to go back to his apartment, like, Make out and then I'll go back to Charleston and we won't speak for a while or whatever. And instead, he's like asking me about my breakup. I'm telling him about it and he's looking at me. He's very smart and he's looking at me and he's like, You're not well. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I know I'm not well, but it's fine. Like, we'll just have fun tonight and then I'll go back to Charleston. He goes, Mm-mm, No, no, no. You need to read this. You need to listen to this podcast. You're in a bad place right now and you need to do this work. You need to be going on runs on mental health walks. You need to be soaking in. Epsom salts. You need to be getting massages. You need to be journaling. You need to get your mind back into a Give place your where heart. you're healthy and you're you're not ready to be going on dates right now. You're not. Is you're Benji not a girl?
0: Like, you need to be having soap baths and massages. <laughs> <I never laughs>
1: heard anything? How much did that change your like life? Oh my gosh, it totally changed the course of my life. Really, like all these small changes, which is why we wanted to implement that in the blueprint to break up. He's worked on it with us to help us sort of write out all these things and, you know, sleeping properly, eating properly, uh, socializing, um, listening to certain resources, reading these books and stuff that really will help you when you're in that deep, dark place. I mean, don't you wish that when you were going through your divorce, you know, how hard that must've been, especially with kids and stuff that you maybe had a place to go to where you could find something to read or something to look at that would offer you a little bit of relief in that moment or a little bit of sort of therapy, you know?
0: So let's take a little break from the show. And I want to discuss something that's actually very dear to my heart and probably all of yours. Saving the planet is sort of high on everybody's priority list right now, I presume. And did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled, no matter how much you put in your recycling bin, which is crazy to me because, you know, we work so hard at doing this. At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch the single use plastics for good. And I couldn't be more in agreement with this. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing the single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. By 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free, which is incredible. They're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. So switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care, hand soaps, and so much more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that will never compromise on performance. So, I mean, from everything like, I don't know, what do we use all the time? The laundry detergent, right? So you just take the um, glass container and they refill it for you. It's that simple. And you never have to keep filling up bags, with plastic to throw out into landfill, it just makes so much more sense, and it's so much better for the environment. Join over two million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. So go to grove.com slash dD today to get a free gift set worth up to fifty dollars with your first order, plus free shipping. Very fast and get started right now at grove.com slash DND. Grove.com slash DND. Help save the planet today. Let's get back to the show. You know, the funny thing is, divorce is a little bit different, you see, because I, from what I'm understanding, you girls were living together and it's, you know, what happened for me is, you know, when you're getting divorced and you're in a relationship for 18 years and you live with children and your husband and everything, you kind of get, you leave in your head before you leave. So you've let, you've done all the work before you've actually hit the door. So by the time I hit the door, I was good to go. That sort of goes for most married women when they leave because you know, when you've got kids you can't just say it's over. And you know, you stay years thinking about it rather than what you did, which was find something and go, okay, I'm off now which is, you know, that's the big difference between a breakup when you're, you know, young and carefree and you don't have the responsibilities of children than when you have children and you're really, you know, stuck because you have other people and other things to consider. And also when you've been in a marriage 18 years versus two or three years, it's a completely different ballgame of, you know, what you will and will not accept as well. Because, you know, you, you have to have an open mind in a marriage because marriages are... Every day, it's a, it's a contract. You know, you change your your fifty different people. What you what you saw and witnessed, Naomi. I would never say to anyone to stick it out, right? Especially at your age when you haven't been through anything. But you know, if I had found that at my age. On his phone, I would have been like, "Eh, okay, whatever," and continued. <laughs> you know, it's it's just different. It's different, and I think that that's what you know. A young girl's guide to sort of the blueprint to break up. It's you know, and look at what the way you've bounced back, and you're both gorgeous and having the time of your lives and it's so funny for me to see that you would fall into sort of like hating yourself or going, this isn't how my life is going to be. I mean, look at you, you're like bloody supermodels and you've got the TV show and you've got a clothing line and you've got a food, you know, you're successful. You've got a beautiful food, um, lifestyle blender bombs. Yes. What's a blender bomb. Yeah. She,
1: I mean, she runs essentially an empire and it's something that started with, like such a small concept, but she makes, um, these, they're called blender bombs and it's a supplement to like a smoothie.
0: Oh, amazing. So you put it in and then it makes it for you. Um, I mean, and you've become incredibly successful too. I mean, it's, in, and of course men are going to want you. And actually men love successful women because we don't need them, you know, and look how powerful you are and you can pick and choose. And that's what breaks my heart that you, you know, you'd even worry about him for a bloody day, kick him to the curb. I mean, don't even ever look <laughs> back.
2: Need- yeah Yeah. why
0: would you even for a minute I would strut straight back into my office and go fuck you all I'm you know on the the bitch's back like that's it
2: I mean even thinking back like every time he would go out of town this was a red flag like every time he would go out of town it was when I was the happiest right (laughs) because I wasn't with him yeah and I would, would always come back and I'm like fuck why is he coming back but I guess since you've been through a divorce already what sort of advice would you give to people our age who are in a relationship they're not married they can still leave but they know they need to leave but they're not doing
0: it but that whole sentence you see you you've just said uh, you've built an empire you hired him you know you didn't really need him and you're like happy when he left I, I just don't understand the logic at all of why you'd even want him back like yeah. needed him for what you were paying him
2: <laughs> I, know, like- <laughs> I see this now so clearly but he he would say things like this company is nothing without me. Like you're doing X, Y and Z wrong.
1: Like you would be nowhere without me. He would say things like that. And I was just believe them. I think it's easy to fall into sometimes. And again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like these things happen little by little. It's not just an overnight thing where there, there's always going to be an element of self doubt that creeps into your life. Sometimes no matter who you are, like, I mean, you could be Beyonce. Like I'm sure she has times where she doubts herself and she feels a little insecure about something or whatever, everybody has that. And there are certain people that know how to play on those. Um, And then sometimes if it's the right sort of cocktail of things where it's somebody that knows how to push those buttons and hit your insecurities, you're kind of in a low point. And then, you know, something else happens. It's, it's sort of, it's easy to get like lost in it. And I think that's what happened to both of us. We got lost in it. And I think it happens to a lot of girls um, and a lot of women where, the decision to spend the rest of your life with someone is one of the biggest decisions you'll make because then, you know, you procreate with that person and that's another huge decision. But a lot of times people lose the force from the trees and I definitely did. I mean, I was just so worried. I was like, okay, yeah, Matola and I are going to be together. We're going to be together. And that's it. You know, I didn't even stop to think, is he cool? <laughs> we also started <laughs> dating like
2: them before we had our businesses. Yeah, that's true. Like I was making $12 an hour at the smoothie bar when we started dating.
0: That's incredible. And like, look at you now. And, and that's the thing. And it's like something like that. It's also, in a way, it shaped you as well. I mean, did you ever look back? I mean, Naomi, have you ever like had another conversation or have you just, did you just, I mean, because I believe in shutting the door and not looking back.
1: Yeah, so the, the door was shut. Um, he did, I mean, for the first two weeks, it was really hard because I was like, oh, I wish... I didn't have to do this, you know. Like I just want this nightmare to be over. I want my old life back. This is so unpleasant and painful and uncomfortable. I don't want to sit in this anymore. That I think that if you know, all my friends didn't know and like maybe even the public didn't know, it would have been a little harder to keep myself accountable. But long term it would have never worked out because, like I said, when the trust is gone it's gone and you don't want to live in a relationship where you don't trust someone that's, that lessens my human experience, you know, being with somebody I don't trust. I don't want that. I want to be able to depend on somebody with my life if I need to. So it was closed. I mean, I knew we were never going to be together again, but the no contact rule, which is a part of our blueprint to break up was it took me two weeks to go no contact, which I wish I had done it right away, but you know, it's really messy in the beginning and it's hard and you miss them because this is somebody that was a really big part of your life. And it's like a death really. So,
2: but having been through that, the two of us, I think if we were ever to be in a situation like that, again, we would have your strength, that you're kind of talking about now where it's like done. You know, no, once I you mean, go through ones, and you, you learn from it. No, Caroline's bad. I know. She's bad. I'm into <laughs> it. <Like laughs> yeah.
0: That's the energy we should have bad. had. Yeah. No, we all want to have that energy, but you, it's very hard. I had the energy, but I wasn't able to do the no contact because I have children. And I think right. the difference is like, so when you're younger girls and you sort of, break up and you have to leave the house and whatever else you literally are going to a house by yourself. And it's a horrible, lonely sort of feeling like, Oh God, to an empty home. Right. And your dog, maybe you have a dog or, you know, you've left, you've left him and everything, you know, Whereas, you see, I knew I'd never have to feel that because when I left, I knew my kids were coming with me. So I never had that emptiness that I did when I was younger, breaking up with somebody. Right. So, cause everyone was coming with me. So I had my kids, the housekeepers, the dogs, <laughs> Sergio. How many dogs? How many dogs? Three. It was five. Yeah. Three and a lizard and a hedgehog and a turtle. But, um, Helen, you, you, when you broke up after, cause you were together quite a long time as well. Did you look back?
2: I definitely the first couple of weeks, it's, the exact same thing as Naomi, which is why it's so good. We had each other through the breakups together because the first two weeks were the hardest. I was talking to him all the time. Like I felt myself trying to figure out if there's any sort of excuse I could find for my own sanity or like to tell my friends, like as an excuse for why we could be talking, why I would even consider getting back together. So I definitely was not strong at first, but what I am so confident about now is like, if I'm, was to be in a situation like that again I don't think I would be weak anymore I think I have the strength now where I totally completely understand my worth where I can easily say bye if I need to
0: they all they always say it only happens once
1: I mean if you don't learn the first time yeah yeah Yeah, I mean it never again now what we need to work on is teaching people how to find their worth you know because a lot of at least for me like my self-worth came from my parents being amazing and giving me You know, self confidence and telling me, you know, you you are capable of making the right choices. You're strong. You are respected. You are heard. Like we see you and stuff. A lot of people I feel like don't have like such strong parenting. It's difficult because you know, parents are victims of their parents, who are victims of their parents. So if they didn't have good parents, then it's maybe they didn't know how to fully be there and stuff. So we're trying to figure out how to show these girls how to find their, their worth and how to stand up for themselves and how to know what they'll put up. like what you were saying, what are you willing to put up with? Where, what is the limit and what are the expectations that you have of somebody that are realistic because nobody's perfect, but also will keep you from um, getting hurt.
0: You know, that's, what that's actually really important. I think, you know, I always say nobody's perfect and you're right. A younger girl can't base herself on, I'm, you know, I'm turning 46 this year. So like, you know what I mean? You can't base yourself on my relationship compared to your relationship. And I think it's really important. That's why I mean mean things differently. I've lived a lot longer and the the things that, you know, you're talking about at your age, I, I don't think anyone should accept. What is your biggest advice for girls your age in this situation? Because it does happen that, as I said, you're all finding your feet and sort of learning your careers and all this kind of stuff. And people do get jealous. Men do get jealous of successful women or do want to break the women so that they have more control of a woman. If, if you're successful or you're beautiful, I know some of the most beautiful women in the world I know are the most insecure because they've been broken by their man so that their, their men make them feel like they have no other option but to stay with them. So how would you talk to a young girl or girls your age now to stop that? Because I think it's, it's, it's difficult.
1: So I think this is something I've been thinking about this week. It kind of changes week by week. But what I would say is to stay, you know, humble and realistic, but to put yourself first, meaning so many girls that I know go on dates with guys or, you know, are dating somebody. And the priority is how do I morph myself into what I think he'll like? So he'll like me, but instead it needs to be, okay, what are you like? Do I like this person? Are you compatible for me? Do I like you? are you impressing me instead of, am I impressing you? And I think that finding the qualities in somebody that are good for you long-term, you need to sort of interview people in the same way that you would interview somebody for a job. You need to be like, okay, what are your values? What do you like to do for fun? Just don't ever change yourself and put yourself second to appease somebody.
0: I remember doing that with my, my ex husband. I remember going on you know, a date. Yeah, and, and going on a date with him. The first date I lied about everything. I told yeah, him
1: exactly yeah, I told him that it's I so like I loved
0: cooking. I hated designer clothes because everyone told me that you don't want to be like, you know, one of those women that expects too much. And um, <laughs> that I loved The Simpsons. Everything was
1: alive. Yeah, I mean, I pretended to like music that I fucking hated. Like, yes. you know, I'd be like, this song rocks. Like yeah. I hated
0: yeah. it. It's ridiculous <laughs> because you can't live that for longer than a few weeks. I mean, you know, obviously, once I was in the kitchen, he understood I couldn't cook. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, like really, really pretending like you're a good chef. Yeah.
1: I lied about everything. I'm like, I've totally done that before, just to be like, mm, this is who I think you would want me to be. So this is who I'm going to pretend to be, but it's not going to last very long because I can only bullshit you for about three and a half weeks and then you'll see who I really am. It's so interesting.
0: I I was going to say, that's very interesting. I didn't know that all the girls lie, you know, when they meet the guys. Mm -hmm. They're white lies, darling. They're not serious. I know that. (laughs) And it's actually funny because it's, you know, you are... I always wonder what makes you this way because you have, he's extremely close to his family. I think he, it's the, his upbringing. He speaks to his mother every single day, which I used <laughs> to be, I think was right, really right. odd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but actually now I quite like it because it makes him so sweet and so kind to me. Well,
1: for me, family is everything, you know? Every, you know, it's just the values from Spain, traditional, you know, Spanish family that's, you know yeah it's very important for how me do clone sergio? how are we gonna do that we i know it's me.
0: it's the number one question i get i don't know he's like he, i always say he's this old soul and trapped in this young body lucky me
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, wait
0: everyone's gonna love sergio I think, um,
2: back to your question we love sergio but i think that um before it subs my brain. My brain's the size of a squirrel. Sometimes <laughs> it forgets things really easily. It's called selective
0: but, memory. We all have it when we're busy. Don't yeah. worry. And you're pregnant, yeah. so you're allowed it.
2: I know. No, even before Asper, the preg- before the pregnancy. <laughs> Maybe it's gotten smaller. But I think what I've learned the most, um, not even just through the breakup, but whenever I'm trying to learn something new. So for example, your question is, how do I come to the realization that I need to leave or that I don't want to go back to someone, et cetera? There's why the social media and um, the podcasting and, you know, the self-help world is so grand is because there's so many different niches out there and there's so many different tones of voices. There's so many different types of people that resonate with a certain type of person. So what's worked for me just in changing my mindset about a lot of things is consuming a ton of content. And when I find someone that I resonate with and I can look up to them, someone like you, I will consume all of their content. And then it's like, they say the one right thing and it just completely changes the way I think about something forever. So for Naomi, like what Benji said in that moment changed her life for forever. And I'm sure it's happened with thousands of soon to be divorced women on your podcast. Like it's something that you said in that podcast and they're like, fuck, I'm pulling the trigger. The papers are going out today. So if somebody wants to do something, listen to the content until you get the courage to actually take action, the click.
0: I love this. So how do people get your blueprint? I know you've got things like comfort eating right in there, the morning stage, the anger stage. You Did you go through all of these stages and your breakups? Is that, you know, how to let go? I mean, take me through some of these. Like, I mean, it's actually comfort eating is an interesting one.
1: Yeah. So for so- everybody here, these differently. So that's why Helen and I will to, to get the PDF, um, you can go to the website. It's www.blueprintforbreakup.com. Um, and you just sign up and we email the PDF to you, but I think we're going to maybe change the format a little bit. So it's more interactive and the website is easier to navigate and you don't have to wait for an email, mm-hmm. but there are a few steps on there already listed. Um, The reason that Helen and I both did our separate stages was to show that everybody handles it differently. And for her, her different stages were different than mine. Oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, I will say like what you just said is so true. If I didn't have a a close support group, something we talk about in the Blueprint to Breakup is have two to three people that you can really be open and honest with who won't judge you or really try to correct you about how you're handling the breakup, that they'll be there for you. And when you want their advice, you asked for it. And so we were really lucky to have that, um, in our friend groups, but at first mine was, you know, shock, and then trying to rationalize like us getting back together and then grief. I just didn't want to talk to anyone. I shut, I was different because Naomi's breakup was quasi public. Mine was, I shut myself in a room and didn't talk to anyone for a week. <laughs> and so I was able to grieve, I think a little quicker. And then just constant questioning, extreme anger and extreme sadness. I, it was the first time in my life I couldn't eat either. Um, normally, if I am sad, I eat more. But this was the first time my body just absolutely rejected any sort of food. And then the forgiveness stage. And same as Naomi, flip-flopping between anger and acceptance. And then finally, like around week five or six, I started gaining my power back. And then never thought about him again. Like literally don't think about him again unless I get an email from the
0: attorney. Well, I love this girls. I really do. I think turning something uh, horrible into something empowering, which is like what I've done, what, you know, you're, you're serving... Um, so many people out there and it really deserves a platform because as I said, there's a lot about divorce, but actually, you know, just a break up when you think you're going to marry and you think that you've got your life set can be just as painful, if not more so, because you really have put your eggs in that basket and you're young and you, you know, your emotions are all over the place anyway, that I think that this is something that all the girls out there should be able to read. And I, you know, I think it's an amazing thing that you've done. So thank you very much for doing that for most of the population and probably my daughter eventually, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because they're all going to go through it. Unfortunately, you can't wrap them up in cotton wool, but you can show them that they're not the only one. And I think that's so important because everyone feels like it's just them.
1: Yeah. Well, you have my number. Tell her to call me. (laughs) And a lot of times people don't like talk
2: about it a lot, but. I remember when I was going through my breakup and Naomi was like, you are going to use, this is before her breakup. She was like, you're going to use this and it's going to empower you. And you're going to change the trajectory of whether it's your business or your life or something, through it. And um, I think that's a good way to look at any sort of, whether it's a breakup or just something horrible in your life, if you can somehow feel empowered by it and use it to fuel your fire, like you can be unstoppable. I love seeing all these TikToks of all these young girls, like, post-breakup and they just become the best selves. It's so like
1: fierce. Use it for empowerment, not victimization.
0: Agreed. Get back up. You're both thriving. You're both independent. You're both successful. Go back to the show, go make your, you know, empire and have your beautiful baby. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining us.
1: Blueprint to parenthood one day. Blueprint to baby. Oh my next. God. Yes. Yeah, so we
0: definitely all need that. Not the blueprint to dating. Please don't put that one out. Um, <laughs> you can
2: create the
0: blueprint to date. Yeah. But it's, oh no, yes, thanks. But it's um, definitely working for you. So well done both of you. And thank you for coming on Divorce Not Dead. It's been really, really good to have you. And I will put the link and everything to get the blueprint to break up. I think it's fabulous. Oh, maybe
2: you to do a blueprint to divorce.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. You're too too young for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action.